Welcome to the Monday Night Bible Study Podcast, where we explore deep and we explore wide in chapters of the Bible. Yep, it was definitely was an interesting. I had a big old plan, and it almost it almost went almost according to It was getting a little dicey there towards the end, but it worked out. Were you like, did you suspect it, Ruth, or like, did you tell? <laughs> I mean, Megan's probably the only one that's gonna. Um, so then Megan can hear it as well. I mean, he was very excited for dinner, and I'm like, a little too excited. A little too excited. Like, I mean, I get excited for dinner every day. I don't yeah, know. But, but this is like every, I don't know. Sometimes, several times. In an I mean, hour. I brought it up. No. <laughs> yes. You're like, Wasn't so excited. I don't know. Like, okay, cool. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's a celebratory for your work. And I'm like, you're not going to get excited for dinner over me being done with work. I have come up with so many excuses. Literally anything is a reason to go out to a nice restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> anything that happens. And he kept staring at me at dinner. And I'm like. This this is a little bit different. (laughs) But I was like, if he's proposing to me in a restaurant, he knows that that's not what I wanted. Well, that was the point. Is I wanted to throw you off, (laughs) make me nervous. Yeah, I wanted to throw you off. Be like, oh, this is really weird, and then not propose. (laughs) Oh, great. And then kind of like trick you and be like, oh, later on. Yeah. <laughs> Am I just supposed to tell the whole story? Is that okay? So let's start from the beginning. Um, <laughs> uh, bonus content. So the idea was she wanted something with candles, and she really liked the fall colors. And Ruth loves the cabin, so I'm like, okay, do it at the cabin. But how am I going to get her to dress up? So I'm like, okay, I need to get a restaurant. Well, the only nice restaurant around is like an hour away in Escanaba. So now I'm like, okay, I need to light candles and then be, get to Escanaba, get back from Escanaba, have dinner by the time it gets dark. Okay, so we go drive an hour. We wait a little bit. So first I'm nervous because we're waiting to get seated, and we didn't actually get seated right away. And then whatever, it takes like an hour, and then the dinner is fine. Apparently I was a little bit different. <laughs> Just a little bit knowing what I was planning. And then I'm like, okay, cool, cool, we're done with dinner. And then Ruth's like, you know, let's get some dessert. I'm like, oh yeah, let's get dessert. <laughs> so we're sitting there and we get dessert and that takes a little bit. And then we're like, okay. And then we're like, all right, we're getting out of here. And then we're like, no, let's go to the bathroom now. I'm like, okay, let's go to the bathroom. <laughs> and as soon as I open up the door and I get outside, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's raining. And I'm lighting candles outside. So I'm like freaking out, like, oh yeah, dinner was really good, guys. <laughs> so we get in the car and we're driving back, and it only got the rain only got heavier. Like as we started driving, it just got heavier and heavier, and I'm like, it's full on like downpour <laughs> on the way home. 
for like an hour. And I'm like, please, please, please. This is part of my praise. Please, 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 Lord, if you could just, at the very least, make it not rain as much. Like, just let it not rain as much or have it... Well, it started as, let's have it not rain by the time we get there. And as it started going further, it started to become, let's just have it not rain as much. And the further along we got... Which is why he was quiet. Which is why I was quiet for like an hour, which I've like never, which I've never done. <laughs> like, Gabbro has been quiet for like an entire hour. <laughs> and I kid you not, as soon as we pull like into, so there's like a gravel road as you get into the area, and then it's like 15 minutes to the cabin, it like stopped raining. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like freaking out. And we're getting, as we get clear, it starts raining a little bit less and less and less. And then we get in the cabin, and I normally, like, we had food left over. And I normally, like, will open up the door, and I'll get the food, and I'll help her. Didn't even think about it. I didn't even remember we had food. I didn't even remember we went somewhere. I was, like, I ran inside right away, and I'm, like, like, I, well, first I, like, run around the whole cabin, like, oh my gosh, where's mom and dad? Mom's in the bathroom, I didn't even realize it. And then I'm like, where is everyone? And Ruth's still outside, and then mom comes out of the bathroom, she's like, get down there. I'm like, what? It's like, we lit as much as we could get down there. I'm like, okay. And then Ruth gets in, and then Ruth and I'm kind of like, okay, like, it's time to go. I'm like, Ruth, let's go for a walk. Like, because I'm already super nervous, because it's been raining. And then um, Ruth's like, all right, I got to go to the bathroom. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. So then she goes to the bathroom again, and then she's like, oh, like, we're going for a walk. Like, I'm going to change. I'm like, okay, sounds good. And then you started to, like, change in the other room, and then you're like, oh, I'll just put on some socks. And you threw on some socks and boots. Yeah. And then I walked her around, like, there's this, this horn. We call it the horn. And you can't – she couldn't see it, and then I walked her down – and as she came down this kind of like hill, up on the other side, there's a lane that we put out the candles. And I walked her up up the lane, and I'm like, oh my gosh, all the candles, if not most of them, there's only like five that were out. Yeah, there were all still lit. I'm like, oh my gosh. You really couldn't notice. Yeah. I didn't notice. Mm-hmm. There were like a couple here and there, but I didn't know that there were. That was the most nerve wracking. (laughs) (laughs) I've had it a very long time. (laughs) Good storytelling. That was good. So there you have it. Yeah, and then his parents slept pretty good. Well, his dad did. They went down during while it was raining to, like, try and keep it lit. They were kind of stressed out. Like, the whole time. And so, like, they normally get up at, like, 6, and they did not get up till like, 8.39. Wow. Yeah. Because they were so tired. Yeah. It's really sweet of them to do that, though. That's really Yeah. I know. That's cool. I was kind of like, am I going to have to put this off? Is this not going to happen? Am I just, like, dragging her out in the rain? Be like, we're going outside. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, everyone was, like, concerned about the rain, and I'm like, well, it's fine, it's not a big deal, and, like, the whole reason why we went up to the cabin was for that, like, they weren't there to, no, for their own personal mm-hmm. gain, so, it was just kind of, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but, that's great. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, guys. That was good. Yeah. That was a that was a good kickoff to to tonight. So it's a bonus. It is a bonus. There you go. <laughs> it is their gain. They're gaining the daughter-in-law. Well, yeah. Oh, well said. Well said. <laughs> 
I mean, such wise words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked out. So that was my praise, and then prayer would be. <laughs> yes. Never mind. That's being <laughs> <laughs> Well, before we start sharing prayer requests, we need someone to actually pray. And surprise, surprise, uh, we have Casey on audio saying, I'll take it next week. <laughs> <laughs> and we know how that goes when somebody says, they'll take it next week. Never <laughs> late. <laughs> they later, they never come back. So, uh, <laughs> they never come back. Uh, all right, so who wants to take it tonight? Megan prayed week one, and this is week two. So who wants to take it tonight? resets. That's what I said. Cause, oh. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is Emmy cold? Random question. The door open. Everybody's everybody's good. We're good. We're here. We'll have a covert or something. We need to shut the door. <laughs> Whiskey. <laughs> I know it's a movie line. I don't remember which one. <laughs> Thanks, Brick. All right, who wants to take it tonight? I'll do it. G man. G. Okay. Well, uh, Bugs, we'll start with you, huh? So, we already got your praise. Um, wedding planning, I suppose. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Do you guys have a tentative date? Mm, either late May or early June. All right. All right. Ruth, anything, uh, any praise or prayer to add? Good weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Was here for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah. It was. I mean, obviously, the weekend was <laughs> was great. Um, but I'm particularly thankful for my new job because that's going really well. Good. And I'm doing really well in it. So, like, I'm actually. Happy to go to work and excited and yep. super confident in my job. So that's like a really huge blessing, and mm-hmm. yeah. um, I've been able to work from home, which is kind of interesting but nice. Um, yeah, so that's been really great. And then for prayer, um, um, yeah, I guess like. Yeah, wedding plans, but like there are certain specific decisions that I have to make that might be challenging for other people. So I just, I guess I just, I need wisdom in knowing what to do and like when do I Mm -hmm. take a stand or not necessarily a stand, but like when do I um, be firm in decisions? Be firm in decisions Mm -hmm. or when do I be Mm -hmm. humble? Mm Yep, totally. Okay. For me, praise. Uh, probably today. I got a lot done before we leave for vacation, and I like somehow got all my school stuff done. <laughs> so just thankful for that, and I'll be praying for that for a little bit. So, uh, just thankful for that. Got a lot, a lot of stuff done, and and it was a good weekend too. It's really enjoyable. So I was thankful for that. Uh, so thankful to see the things get done and accomplished. And then prayer just for uh, this week. So Megan's already in Boston, which is why she's not here tonight. And then I fly out tomorrow, so we'll just be out in New Hampshire for for the week for a vacation. So let's pray for a refreshing time. Ethan. So praise would be school. I had a trig test today, and that went well. And I've got a really big project in my architectural class. 
and last week we hadn't really started. It's me and another guy in a group. And I was a little bit stressed, like, are we going to get it done? Because it's a half-semester class, so I've only got like a week and a half left. Mm -hmm. But the last two days of class, we've made a lot of progress, and I think we're going to be fine. Awesome. And prayer uh, unspoken for me. Jen. Um, yeah, the probably as far as prayer goes, just this weekend um, we did a run um, and just a run, just a short. Melina was able to come. My, my one of my friends from Central Wisconsin was able to come. So it was she ended up staying till Sunday. She left Sunday morning. So oh, she fun. did. Yeah, oh. which was fun. So just cool. fun to have extra time with her and um, yeah, and then just time with the church and. Um, the softball game and stuff, so that's just sweet. And then, um, as far as prayer, uh, just keep praying for my brother Ryan. He's been running a fever, um, but they don't really know if it's the new oral chemo they've been putting him on or if there's something just more like metabolic going on. But he's definitely, yeah, sure. um, <clears throat> declining. Okay. So, his comfort and spiritual health. Mm -hmm. Brooke. Oh, praise that I'm home, and I'm Woo! so excited about it. Um, it's so glad to have you here. Yeah, I'm so happy to be home. So I'm all unpacked, and uh, I had a good day today. I had a, a recertification for one of my things that I have to do, so did that passed, got recertified, so that was good. Nice. So did all that today, um, and yeah, just a good weekend. Prayer, um, I would say just just taking this ne these next couple weeks and just enjoying just like not having mm -hmm. to work because the last three months have been really rough so like just really taking that time to just kind of mm -hmm. just reset mm -hmm. um yep so i would say that and then just kind of starting into a new position yep. um in a few weeks so yes yes scott um <clears throat> i kind of say the same thing for praise it's just like so grateful to have her back and just all the things that we got to do and, and the mm -hmm. time we got to spend together this weekend. Totally. Um, definitely not taken for granted. And mm -hmm. uh, a big praise um, in my prayer, I think it would just be again for my grandpa. He, mm -hmm. So he did come back positive with COVID um, and he's doing all right. It was just concerning because he's in his like almost mid nineties now. Phew. So that alone is kind of wild, but it's more like, he, you know, he can't go do the things that oh, keep him, like, mm -hmm. keep him, like, mentally going. Like, going to yeah. see my grandma, going to breakfast in the morning with all the old guys that he goes to breakfast mm -hmm. with, that sort of thing. So, um, <clears throat> more so just for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because right now his health is, thankfully, like, pretty good. So. Okay. Awesome. G-Man, what you got? Um, yeah. So, <laughs> we survived Saturday. <laughs> um, it was a half marathon, so it was 13 miles of bliss. Um, oh. But we did it. Oh. Um, so just this praise and that, like the preparation the last couple of weeks and um, being able to participate in that was a lot of fun. Um, and then, uh, oh man, I was going to pull up the lyrics, but I forgot to. Um, so we sang It Is Well With My Soul in church on Sunday, and... I just wanted to praise like the composer and um, you know the in, the Song influence, figure. 
<laughs> well, I mean, sure, for the modern day, I suppose. Um, that second verse about, like, my sin, not in part, but the whole, mm-hmm. nailed the cross, and I bear it no more. Um, man, we were talking about it yesterday, and I was like, if that doesn't grip you, there is something wrong. Like, that was just a really awesome moment. Um, in a really I had Tim moment. Reed come up to me after the service, too, and was like, the songs are really good today. Yeah. Was it just me or was it a little louder? Like singing the, or the music? Singing. singing? For like the amount of people that were in there. It felt louder, but again, we've had small well, When the spirit moves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of it is like when you have yeah. good, when you have songs that are actually singable and, and theologically rich and powerful like that. So it's hard to really belt a song that you can't sing very well and... But, but yeah, I mean, I think the songs like I mean, It As Well and other those are just really powerful. But I agree, I, I felt that too. And um, I mean, a lot of that's the musicians too, like Debbie, Megan, and Phil are just really good at what they do. And that, I mean, that's, and that's the point of instruments is to, to aid. Feed off. Them. Yeah, to feed off and to even aid and lead in that way. So, so I think they get a lot of the credit too and they often get overlooked. So yeah, that was a good, good, good observation. Sweet, that's good. I'm glad you brought that up, Garrett. Yeah. Uh, and prayer side, um, man, I'm already forgetting. There was at least one or two other ones that I'm failing to remember. But um, I guess they kind of go hand in hand. Um, pastors in general, um, just from podcasts I've been listening to and just hearing letters from articles or from from you know audio podcasts and stuff. Um, just a lot of challenges in the church right now um, that are being dealt with on a day in basis even just trying to keep a church together so just a really um challenging discussion and just really made me think about that more um and then i guess what goes along with it is i've been i i got far behind on a lot of the podcasts i listen to um being out of work and just a different schedule and stuff so i'm kind of catching up on some backlog now and um there's just just hearing how people especially lost people are dealing with the situation even right now um, is very sobering and very moving like people really need the gospel right now um, it's just it's uh it's really tough even listening to how they how they're at right now um, you know mentally and just emotionally and um, so I don't know just some things I was listening to over the week mm-hmm. um, not all of it was sure. discouraging but mm-hmm. um, and then I guess I don't think it really fits in praise or prayer mm-hmm. um, a challenge? I don't know. Um, I would just encourage you guys, because it's been a real blessing for me uh, the last couple weeks, um, listening to sermons right now. Um, whether it's in light of the times that we're in right now, or even just what is true, and it doesn't necessarily have to be directed to right now. Um, there's just so many really good, encouraging resources out there right now. So, you know, however you guys are able to make time for that um, on a walk and a run at work or, or whatever. Um, just like take advantage of some of those resources out there. All right, sounds good. Leah. Um, so praise. I had a really good time this weekend over in Eau Claire at my cousin's wedding, and then kind of going with that. So my sister had been out in Oregon this past week um, to go to like her best friend from college, his wedding. She was like the maid of honor, and so she got back on Saturday, and then she left right away for Dunlap, Illinois. So a pa- not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before, a pastor from a church there reached out to her. Um, I guess they have a really small preschool, and they were in need of a preschool teacher. 
And so within a week of them reaching out to her, they she, like, she drove down there on Sunday. And she's now working, I think she started this morning. Wow. And so that was just a huge blessing because I've been really praying for her for a while. Just with her situation with Majuro, she's just been kind of drifting aimlessly. You know, she can't really commit to a secular job because she's mm -hmm. already committed to this school, but she can't go probably till either after Christmas or next school year. And she can be here indefinitely. And it's a Christian school. You know, so she'll be able to minister and work, mm -hmm. and that's really what her heart is, you know, to be able to be involved in a ministry like that with children mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, and I could see, like, she was really excited about the possibility and just being able to do something productive. Mm -hmm. So I was so thankful for that and just to be able to see that. So. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's a, it's a job out of the blue teaching yep. in Illinois? Yeah. Okay, just to make sure I understand Yes, right. exactly. That's exactly yeah. what it is. <laughs> That's exactly what Jobs it is. Jobs out of the blue right. in oh. Illinois. Trying to just together here, too. Cool. Yeah. And then um, prayer would be one of my aunts um, tested positive for COVID. And I, she's, like, not super great health condition, but not, like, terrible either. But COVID does weird things, and it can take mm -hmm. unexpected turns. So okay. just for her health. Okay. Nicole. Um, well, praise. I had a really good weekend seeing, like, um, old friends, and then I got to spend time with my niece babysitting, so that's Where'd you, where, where were you? Um, I was in Milwaukee and Oshkosh. Oh, down there. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was super, just super awesome having that time, and, um, yeah, and I guess for prayer, um, I guess just with, um, busyness at work and getting stuff done, so. Okay. And Casey. Getting the squeeze right in there, right towards Ooh. the end. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, uh, praise. It was a good weekend. Really packed it out. I loved it. Loved running. Um, loved ultimate after whatever that sport's called. <laughs> Softball. 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 <laughs> 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 so, so you ran a 10K, you did softball, and then you played ultimate all the same day? Yeah. Did you, did you play or did you just well, toss? Well, by the end of the day, I was more or less tossing. <laughs> <laughs> I was during trouble or something. That's, I was playing. That's, that's ridiculous. Sure. And I was in pain. Sleep for a while. I, did. <laughs> yeah, I was in pain. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was nice. Was it just you and Zach that tossed? Yeah, I just tossed back just and, and forth. Zach, and it was good. Good. I liked it. And so just thankful for that. Okay. Um, prayer request is um, busyness at work. One of the, I'm on a nine member team and one of the members is leaving and then they're giving their whole line of business to me to back it up. So my work essentially doubled in the course of a week. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. So yeah, today was the first day. Um, I'm not obviously here at 6.30, so, um, but yeah, just <laughs> yeah, lights and all that busyness kind of coming in, coming in clutch really right, right now. So yeah, right. just prepare for that. Sounds good. All right, Garrett, why don't you take it away and... Hopefully we'll have a good amount of time to cover some verses in First Corinthians. So, all right. Father, we come to you uh, this evening. We thank you for um, just an opportunity to um, gather around and <coughs> study uh, your word, to learn from you, uh, to be encouraged with the truth about you. And, and God, may we not take these times for granted, and especially in the days that we live, may we be focused even more on time in the Word, time in prayer, um, time with uh, one another, mm -hmm. and, and just focusing on what truly matters in life and recognizing where our hope is truly found, um, and just 
relying and trusting in you, depending upon you and your plan uh, for each one of us, and um, and not wasting this time, but seeking to um, to shine uh, the light of of your gospel um, in a very dark world. And so we thank you for opportunities like uh, like small group tonight to be able to uh, gather together and um, just lift up praises and requests before you. Um, God, we just praise you for uh, Bugs and Ruth and um, just the the guidance and uh, the timing of these things and uh, the engagement and just the, even the details that you worked out uh, to make that a, a special moment. And um, we just pray now as they walk through this, this stage that, um, that you would be continuing to teach them and continuing to draw them closer to one another and to you and um, just that the wedding planning that's involved there uh, would be ultimately for your honor and glory and uh, that they would just carefully consider um, how they wish to um, present uh, this picture of, of the gospel and, and the bride of Christ and um, just that opportunity there we praise you for that and ask a hand of uh, a blessing on them as they uh, journey through this uh, planning process and uh, we just uh, we thank you for Ruth and her her new job and that it's going well so far um, that she's enjoying uh, going to work and um, just feeling that confidence in that position and um, just relishing that time going to work is, is not something to be taken for granted. Um, it's not always the case that we uh, enjoy what we do. Um, so we just thank you that, uh, that you've provided that for her. And we do pray, God, that uh, in light of um, this plan that you have unveiled for them and bringing their lives together, uh, that you would give Ruth wisdom as she just navigates uh, the changes in life, uh, decisions that have to be made, and doing her best to respect the relationships um, in different parts of her life right now and um, just having the, the wherewithal and understanding of knowing uh, what to commit to and what to um, be humble in and to perhaps let go of but also knowing when to uh, resolve and make a decision and recognizing that it's uh, now their <coughs> life together in the future so uh, we don't take those decisions lightly and so we ask that you would uh, give her clarity and understanding and um, just help her to grasp how to show love to people um, during these uh, decisions that need to be made and, and just uh, guidance even and how to go about making those. And uh, God, we thank you that uh, Aaron was able to get a lot done today. Um, he has a, a lot on his plate. Uh, it's, it's quite a bit in terms of the responsibilities that uh, he is able to partake in and um, school in addition. And so uh, we thank you for the energy that he needed to get through this today and um, just the clarity of thought and being able to execute everything and the timeliness of it. Um, we just we pray that uh, you would be with him and Megan this week as they get to um, see this new addition to the family in New Hampshire and the, the sweet time with family. And uh, we just pray that conversations would be uplifting, um, that memories would be made and that they would be able to uh, travel safely there and back and Megan especially would um, just be safe there and um, any, uh, any limitations or anything would be recognized and uh, adapted to and, and that you would just bring them back to us uh, safely after a refreshing week. Um, God, we just thank you for Ethan and uh, just the, the school um, situation that he's in. Just the uh, good uh, day and good week that it's been um, with this mm -hmm. trig test and um, getting <clears throat> a lot done on a project. Um, projects uh, can be extremely stressful, especially when you're relying on others that may not have uh, similar work ethics even. Mm -hmm. um, so we thank you that a lot was accomplished there and that 
um, that stress has been alleviated a little bit and that Ethan can uh, just rest easy now and um, be confident that this will get done on time. We do pray for his uh, unspoken. Uh, we don't know this uh, situation, but we do pray that um, Ethan would recognize your goodness in it, uh, that he would trust in you and uh, seek your counsel and, and your will in this situation. Um, for all of us, when we come into difficult times, uh, may we not seek to um, take control and do what we think is best, but ultimately seek um, what you would have for us to do. So we do pray that you would give Ethan wisdom as he works through this situation. I got to thank you that Melina was able to come out and uh, participate in the run with us and just the extra time over the weekend and um, just the, the sweetness of that friendship with her and with Jen and being able to observe that firsthand. Uh, we just thank you that um, she was able to make time for that and, and make the journey out here and and even the, the church softball game and the time uh, there um, with not only Molina but with the church family and um, just the sweetness of fellowship in that. Um, we thank you for those opportunities. and um, We do pray for Ryan um, with this fever right now. Um, yeah, we just uh, we don't know what is causing this. And uh, sometimes um, something like this, particularly in his situation, can um, cause a great deal of anxiety as we just don't know uh, what this might necessarily mean. So we do pray, God, that there would be answers found and, and soon, um, that it would just be evident and that you would just continue to work in him, um, both physically and spiritually, that you would um, preserve him um, as you see fit, um, that you would just continue to uh, make yourself known. Um, God, you can break down even uh, this, the, uh, the toughest of walls, the toughest of the stubborn, most stubborn of hearts. Um, we just don't know exactly where he's at spiritually, uh, but we do pray that um, you would continue to work on him and just open his eyes to uh, the truth of, of your word and who you are. Um, so God, we, we just lift him up at this time. and God, we're thankful that uh, Brooke is able to come back and um, to yes, be God, with us again, yes. and uh, what a joy that is. Uh, it just seems like a lot of times you, you call people away, and so it's not always um, often that we get to see them come back. So we praise you for that. and. Yes, uh, we thank you that she's able to get uh, just recertified and that process uh, went smoothly and um, with the new position that she's going to start soon. Uh, we just pray that even now that um, things would come together well for that and uh, connections would be made and um, that she would just uh, be comfortable in, in that new position and that she would enjoy uh, the extra time that she's able to have uh, right now between jobs and uh, be able to rest and refocus a little bit after I'm sure uh, a crazy last couple months in light of the current times we're in and uh, the busyness um, in the medical profession and, and then all the logistics and moving once again. Um, so we just pray that it would be a restful time for her. Uh, we uh, think of Scott and we're thankful that, um, that Scott and Brooke were able to um, just be able to spend more time together in person. Um, just, I can't imagine the challenges there and um, so just the sweetness of being able to do even the most mundane of things, uh, but being able to do them together. So we just thank you that they're able to have an enjoyable weekend together. And, and we do pray for Scott's grandpa with this, uh, this COVID uh, test result. Uh, God, we just pray that you would strengthen him, um, that you would uh, heal him as, as you see fit, and um, that uh, there would just be ways to encourage him um, from family, from friends, as uh, I'm sure that the challenge is magnified even more so by affecting uh, his routine and not being able to do the things that he is accustomed to doing. So may you just encourage him at this time um, and even use Scott to be a, a special blessing uh, in his life and, 
and we do praise you that uh, it seems the health situation is is stable for the most part and so we just pray for that continued um, continued uh, good health for him mm-hmm. uh, God we just we thank you for Leah and her time in Eau Claire at this uh, wedding of her cousins and um, just that that was able to um, be done and be enjoyable and mm-hmm. um, just a special time there with family and uh, we praise you for uh, for his sister and this uh, teaching position just kind of unexpected and just fell into place but it wasn't mm-hmm. unexpected by you and mm-hmm. um, you had the wheels in motion for this um, for who knows how long and so we just praise you that um, <clears throat> that you are in control and may that be an encouragement to us too as we come into situations where we, we don't know what the answer is or what we should do mm-hmm. um, but we can even look to something like this and know that you do have a plan and that you do work in uh, sometimes mysterious ways, but ultimately um, for our good, and that we can praise you in in those opportunities and um, just plans that you ultimately reveal to us. Uh, we do pray for our aunt again with a with a COVID uh, positive test. Um, uh, God, may you just encourage her and strengthen her at this time, and um, may this not be something that progresses into anything more severe. And so we we just pray for health there, and uh, for Leah and her family that they are able to uh, find out uh, some way to encourage and um, just provide for her aunt at this time uh, and the, the challenges associated with this. So we do think of her as well. Um, God, we thank you that Nicole was able to uh, go down into the Milwaukee Oshkosh area and uh, see old friends and spend time with her niece and the joy of um, just the fellowship there and activities associated with that. and. Um, we just thank you that she was able to have that time away and uh, be refreshed by it. Um, we pray for her as uh, just um, schools in general, but her specifically, I'm sure as well. Uh, just the craziness right now and the um, mm-hmm. extra hurdles and precautions and um, just the new school year in general. Um, God, I don't know how teachers uh, really do it these days, but um, I, I thank you for the strength that you have given them so far. And I may continue to be with be with Nicole and help her to know how to manage her time well and uh, be able to serve uh, the kids that she's able to impact and um, may you just help that school in particular to uh, stay healthy and uh, be able to continue to function uh, as you see fit and and God we thank you that Casey had such a good weekend uh, just the many things that he was able to get involved in uh, with the run and with softball and frisbee and just all the different things uh, we thank you for his desire to um, just be connected with people and uh, enjoy these things with others, and um, we just uh, we thank you for him and that he's able to uh, enjoy that weekend. And, uh, we do pray now with um, with the job at Schneider and um, with a coworker having left and Casey inheriting that workload on top of his own and on top of the uniqueness of kind of working remotely and just um, you, you know again you you saw this and you foresaw you foresaw this and. Um, it doesn't take you by surprise and and so God we do pray that Casey would have uh, the strength and mental fortitude to be able to um, continue to execute his job well um, to be able to grow uh, with this increased workload and uh, perhaps that even um, the result of that um, maybe helps to develop him further along in his career um, so we don't know why he has this workload right now uh, but you do and so we just pray that um, that he would get the sleep that he needs, that he would be able to prioritize his work well and be able to um, just excel in the, the new role that you have called him to. So again, we pray for our time in First Corinthians. Um, 
that it would be um, that it would be a productive time that you would teach us what you would have for us this evening um, that our hearts would be soft and willing to um, be planted with the truth of your word um, that we would um, not just look at this as another time to to learn more about the Bible but to really seek to understand and live it on a daily basis and so God just bless this evening now in your name we pray amen thanks Gary alright grab uh, something to munch on or sip on and then grab your Bible Please have the cake. Here's cake. No, it's really good. It's really good. It's good. It's really 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 good. It's really
Uh, still some good kind of background stuff for, yeah. for Corinthians, but I won't go into that. Uh, but the basic reminder would be, one, Paul knows the Corinthians really, really well. So that's going to shape how we... Uh, kind of how we view it, so we want to know the background to it. So knowing the background helps us understand the letter and what he's getting at. So he planted the church. Uh, this is the second place of all the places that Paul hung out. This is the second most that he hung out. So Ephesus is the most. Corinth is the second most. So he knows these people really well. He started the church. Like He has a lot of emotional uh, skin in the game with this church. First Corinthians is technically second Corinthians. 2 Corinthians is technically 4 Corinthians, so Paul wrote a letter. Uh, they did not, um, they really botched the letter, so he wrote this letter in response uh, to their botching of that letter. And then uh, they respond, and he writes a third letter, and then he writes what we have as 2 Corinthians. But So 1 Corinthians is structured, so Romans is very, like, I mean, it's, it's like pristine. 1 Corinthians is more, uh, it revolves around two things, issues that somebody tattled <laughs> on them, and then questions. So issues and questions. So th we'll read through Corinthians and he'll say, there's this issue going on, and then he'll address it with the gospel. And then he'll say, I know about what you wrote me, yada, 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 here's how the gospel affects that. There's also this division. So he takes every, div every issue and every question and answers them with the gospel every single time. Uh, which is a great reminder for us that every issue and every question ultimately comes down to the gospel. So here in 1 Corinthians, we're still in the first issue, which is division. And uh, I'm with this group, I'm with this group, I'm with that group. That's the first issue that he deals with. So that's, uh, that's what we're looking at with Corinthians. So let's, uh, let's do 18. I think we can finish chapter 1 for sure. So let's do 18 through the end. And we'll just do one verse at a time. That way everybody can read, since we got a bigger group. And let's go in the same order that we shared. So, Bugs, we'll start with you, to Ruth, and around this way. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are, who are per perishing. perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the dis discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the debater of this age? Hasn't God made the world's wisdom foolish? For since, in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful, not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are. So that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. In order that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Okay, I think that's probably what we'll get through tonight. So 1 through 17, 
Paul calls them out for being uh, divided. And then he continues on kind of with that same same theme. So let's take uh, 18 through... Let me do 18 through 25. Try to follow the flow of that. So questions, comments, confusions, clarifications, contemplations. Where is verse 19 quoting from? Ooh, good question. I don't, I don't Isaiah 29.14. Okay. Uh, somebody want to read Isaiah 29.14? Isaiah 29.14. It says, Therefore, behold, I will again do wonderful things with this people, and wonder upon wonder, and the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the discernment of their discerning men shall be hidden. That's good. And we always want to do, like, whenever we see an Old Testament quotation in the New Testament, we always want to go back and try to make sure we're getting it. What else? 1825. So could that quote then be kind of connected back with 18 as um, sort of correlating with the the perishing, those that would say that this is all foolishness or, or ridiculous or whatever, and God's saying like how those that um, the unredeemed would claim to be wise, I will make them essentially look like fools. I mean, granted, that's a quote, so I'm not sure how that context comes forward from the time of Isaiah. But. Yeah, I think that seems to be part of it. The other part might be if God says he's going to destroy the wisdom of the wise, how is he going to do that? And I think Paul answers that in 18. That the way that God was going to destroy the wisdom of the wise was through the gospel. Okay. I think that seems, uh, the thing that seems to be what he's getting at. Well, isn't that kind of talking about like the Pharisees and how they were like, we know everything. And then Christ comes along and he's like, well, maybe not. You know, is it as simple as that? I mean, I think it's a lot mm -hmm. deeper and it's a lot more broad and you can apply it to a lot more things. But I guess maybe that's one mm -hmm. way that the gospel yep. thwarted wisdom. Yeah. Yep. That really works. Oh, yeah. That's a good yep. Point. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a big part of why the Pharisees and Sadducees and et cetera hated Christ so much because it was a threat to their power. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, which kind of fits into him of saying the Jews demand a sign and kind of missing missing the point of the gospel and missing the, the wisdom of it and the power of it. Yeah, that's good. This is, unless I'm like reading it wrong, obviously I understand what it, the, the point that he's making here, but does anybody, does it seem ironic to anybody, um, verse 18, the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. 
to those who are being saved, it's the power of God. If you're like maybe reading it differently. What do you mean? Meaning that like the word of the the gospel is actually, you know, we look at it as those who are perishing, it, it, that's how they'll be saved. Right? Exactly. But in this context, he's, he's saying, um, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> I think I get what you're saying. I don't know if I'm tracking with where you're going with this. It's opposite. Okay. It's reversed. So you're, yeah. you're saying like, oh, the gospel should be a, like a positive thing for people perishing, but it's actually... Right, normally like we think of it in kind that of way, negative. but it's just... Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay. So what does he mean by that then? That's kind of what I'm, I'm asking or getting at. Um, I think obviously it, these few verses are like, like destroying the wisdom of the wise. Again, you have to look at it as like what is really being said there. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's not saying, like, wise Christians are going, their wisdom is going to be destroyed. He's exactly. Like, who we hold or that up God to, hates wisdom. Yeah, who we hold up yeah. to be wise. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the, 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 um, the way you look at it is still applied in, like, verse 18, but mm -hmm. it's just, like, on the surface, it seems very ironic to a Christian. Of like, yep. the, the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. Mm -hmm. It's oh, like, yeah, well, wait, a, wait a second. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. To us, it's life-giving way. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of another way of relating to like the spiritual blindness mm -hmm. of yeah. the unredeemed? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of the lens I read that verse through all the time when I've looked at it in the past. The unsaved looks at it this way. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, and that's certainly part. That that's a the major part of it. And then even picking up verse seventeen, I think helps remind us: Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel not with eloquent wisdom so that the cross of Christ yeah. will not be emptied of its effect mm -hmm. or ability. Because remembering that the context is divisions. Like people are dividing over who they think is better and wiser and smarter. Yeah. I think Paul's just like, why are you like, you all are trusting in one gospel. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't come to Jesus one way and you came in the back way and you like, you all trusted in this kind of stupid message. <laughs> So who do you think you are? So do you think that's tying into last week? And kind of like, wow. why are you so divided? There's really only two groups of people. There are those that see the gospel as folly and those that yeah. see it as yeah. the power of God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that you've lost track of the gospel being the power. Because now it's like, well, cool, all right, you know, I got saved. But now, like, ooh, Apollos and this people, like, yeah, they're the so ones. Yeah, they're the <laughs> ones where I find wisdom and the answers to life. And Paul's like, what do you, like, you're, you're drifting away from the gospel. And that's what unifies us. Yeah, Jared, I think last week helps a lot with that. Yeah, so this is him taking the gospel and applying it to, this is him, him like, you're divided, let's talk about the cross. I think verse 22 does that a lot. Like, he's talking about, for Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom, but then 23, he draws both groups together. But we, and this is a, isn't this a mixed group? It seems like he's including the whole church together, yeah. yeah. Like, so mm -hmm. it would be, but we, not regarding, you know, nationality, just Christians. We preach Christ crucified. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and this even kind of goes back to, like, Brian's point that he brought up last week of, like, like, when you meet a Christian, the, the question is not necessarily, like, well, what church do you go to? What podcast do you listen to? It's, do you preach Christ crucified? I preach Christ crucified. Do you preach Christ crucified? Like, that's what Paul's trying to, it seems like, bring him back to. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Lee. I think that's, I think that's really helpful. All right, what else? Let's keep it going. Some good discussion here. There's nothing louder than a carbonated can <laughs> during a steady groove. <laughs> it's not you. It's just some noise, some things like like eating a bag, like eating out of a chip bag. It's like it was right as everyone was quiet too. Yeah, <laughs> it was good timing. I like that. Uh, all right, what else? Eighteen through uh, twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about verse 21 you know it talks about for since in the wisdom of God the world did not know God through wisdom it pleased God through folly what we preach to save those who believe and it just like I, it's just like interesting like the folly and wisdom keep coming up mm-hmm. and um, you know that back and forth and then it and it seems like he's kind of trying to drive home this point of like again, kind of the boasting later, but like going back to there, it seems like that I follow Paul, I follow Apollos was they were finding like this wrong sense of pride in these things. Yes. And he's trying to bring them back to saying, okay, like why, like why are you being proud about those things? And you know, like the message itself isn't something that like you can boast in in the worldly way, you know, mm-hmm. it's the power is in Christ. It's not, yes. it's not in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think, yeah, and just thinking about it too, like how it ties in with us today and some of the conversation we were having last week with different things and how we can boast and saying, well, my church does mm-hmm. this, this, and this. Yep. And so, my pastor this. My yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, you know, and not getting caught up in those things as he's saying, you know, that um, God was pleased through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. Mm-hmm. And I think kind of taking out that pride piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really well put. It's like when you kind of, when you really break down how the gospel is received by culture at large, it's it's pretty humbling to be like, yeah, I like, I, I believe that and I stake my life on that. And like people kind of raise, <laughs> it's like Jewish carpenter that like was crucified as a criminal and okay, not inviting you to any parties. Yeah, it's a humbling message. even the fact that like part of the message is that yeah i'm not good enough like exactly every other yes. religion it's like yeah look at what i did but mm-hmm. he's like okay hold on like the message is that the power is in what christ did not in what yep. you do because you were utter, utterly incapable of doing anything for yourself mm-hmm. whether you're apollos or peter right or mm-hmm. matthias <laughs> Other, uh, other things? I think it's interesting in verse 24, so like 
there's all this talk about wisdom and like who is the wise and mm-hmm. and then in verse 24 he says Christ is the power of God and the mm-hmm. wisdom of God yes mm-hmm. and just like that recentering is really good because yeah. mm-hmm. at first I was trying to like detangle the grammatical structure of these like all these connected verses and I was like I don't understand what this is saying <laughs> and then like I guess it's saying it made me so happy to hear you like phrase that untangle the Ooh. grammatical structure <laughs> of this verse I love it I love it no it was good I loved it it made me it made my like, nerd brain there's, happy. There's no single word here. I was like, here's the word. And then I had to like reorient the way I thought about it. I'm like, oh, okay, here's that key word. And it's Christ. Like, literally, that whole grammatical structure is around that word Christ, which is just so cool. Meanwhile, I don't know where in the world this, this sentence is. We're referring to where does this sentence start and end? It starts um, in <laughs> ver- beginning of verse twenty-two. For Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom. Okay. And it ends at verse twenty-four. We could diagram it. Could. Where's the whiteboard? <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. I've been that in All right, Garrett and Leah are gonna have their own small group next week <laughs> diagramming <laughs> the passage. <laughs> we'll be in here talking about it. Different studies of different books, how like the grammar differs. And, sorry, <laughs> I feel like Paulo is so worthy. I, like, I mean, you, you joke about that, but like every time I preach, I I diagram yeah. every no, every sense. passage. The diagram has to end up in the shape of a cross. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay, but on it's verse twenty four, it's interesting. There's only I mean, like you think of the power of God, like. You would think that, like, what what's a good example of the power of God, or what is the power of God? I mean, you think like the the sun, or the mountains, or the ocean, or the water. But there's only two things in the whole Bible that get described as the power of God, like that explicit phrase. It's only two things: Christ here, and later on Christ. And the only other thing that gets called the power of God, I mean, know what it is? It's the gospel. In Romans 1.16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. The only two things in the whole Bible that get explicitly called the power of God is Christ and the gospel. So for Paul, like you, you want an example of God's power. Like Paul, he doesn't point to the mountains, he doesn't point to the sun, the lions, like he points to a, a wooden execution rack. That's the power of God. Or for like grammar people, if you want to see the power of God personified, like the ultimate personification is yeah. Christ. Mm-hmm. And wisdom too, like, mm-hmm. like he's the wisdom of God. Uh, I guess we don't have to, we can keep moving if we want to for sake of time, but I was just curious if we could unpack a little bit in verse 23. Um, what it kind of means about stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles. Yeah, let's unpack that. I found it interesting, like, just going right after we studied Romans, like, how, like, in Romans it talked about stumbling block, like, warning us to be, like, not to be a stumbling block. But here it almost seems like Christ or the gospel is the stumbling block. It's, Mm -hmm. like, flipped. Yeah, that is interesting. Yep. Yeah, Christ, Christ being crucified is a stumbling block to the Jews and foolish to the Gentiles. Yeah, so let's suss that up. What does that mean? They did that to themselves? They made that their stumbling block? 
Yeah. Because each one's, each one's instead of taking the gospel, as as the true source of wisdom and power, they're taking the wisdom of different preachers as their mm-hmm. as their thing and putting that in the place of the gospel. So now the actual gospel, if you actually give them the gospel, is now their stumbling block because mm-hmm. now they're focused on this other thing. Yep. Now, are we understanding this verse when it's talking about Jews and Gentiles to be Christians or to be unbelievers? I'm a little bit confused on that. Are we just taking them as two different groups because they're saying Jews demand signs, Greeks seek, Greeks seek wisdom? So, like, because he's talking to both, I guess maybe, <clears throat> both un... Well, I guess maybe, like, where, like, where each party finds their value. Mm-hmm. Um, he's taking them separately in that. I guess for Christians, yeah, I I would assume he's talking about Christians and just kind of going back to more of their, like, and where they're going roots. Yeah. Um, he might also different, like, looking at verse 24, yet to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, oh. that might dis... Because yeah. call is another shorthand for those who are are Christians who are saved. Mm. So it would seem like 23 is, is more just Jewish people and Gentile people in general. Okay. And then 24 transitions into yet those who are called, who are saved, who are Christians. This like, is how we view it. Like the Romans version of Jews and Greeks being called, right? Yep. So, yeah. okay. So, okay. But if, but if we preach Christ crucified... That is a stumbling block to the Jews, mm-hmm. because if it's Judaism, they don't believe yeah, the that Jesus yeah. was the Messiah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's their stumbling block. Yep. So to the Gentiles, it'd be folly because it's like, well, how could you believe that Jesus rose again? So that's the two different mm-hmm. groups and where each one of their issue is. Yes. Yeah. I I, I think Bugs nailed it. Yeah, it's really well put. Yep. <laughs> I think Bugs. Everybody's going to look at the gospel and, and take an issue with it in some way, shape, or form. The Jews are like, no, Jesus was not, he was not the promised one. We're waiting on someone else. And well, again, yeah. Okay. I was just thinking of, like, my newfound definition of what a stumbling block is. That means that whatever was put in their way is causing them to sin, right? That's what we kind of agree stumbling block is, is... It's not just, oh, that's an inconvenience. It's whatever is here is causing me to sin. Right? At least in Romans 14. I don't know. Any thoughts on that? Like, does that carry over into this context too? Or is there... I mean, you could argue rejection of Christ would be the ultimate sin. Would it not? And and I think that would fit. Like, rejecting Christ. They clearly rejected him. They were killing him. They killed him. Right. That's murder. Both then and still today. Murder for nothing, for yep. for no no wrongdoing, mm-hmm. and all of the anger yep. that they had and pride. It's just like a long list of mm-hmm. like what at least specifically the Jews went through. Yep. As 
the stumbling, you know, in with their stumbling block. Yep. So, and that's a good. I'm glad you brought that up, Ruth. Especially going from Romans. So, I think it. I think it still fits that they sinned because of Christ. It's just a kind of a unique. Mm-hmm. Rather no, it than, wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. It sounds really weird. Like they're saying. It does sound weird, but. I mean, one way I kind of thought about it too is like, I mean, stumbling block. It doesn't necessarily have to have like a spiritual sense to it. And if you think of a stumbling block, it's just something in your way that's going to cause you to trip. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the Jews, like, they had their path of religion, like, mm-hmm. from, like, that God had given them from the word. And so they were already worshiping God in a sense. And so Jesus was part of God's plan, so it would have been on that path. But they didn't understand yep. that yeah, it was supposed it. to be part of the path, and yes. so they stumbled over it. Mm-hmm. Versus the Gentiles, they weren't even on that path because they didn't, like worship the God, the true mm-hmm. God. Yep. They had their own false God. So to them, it was just like another God mm-hmm. that was kind of yeah. foolish. And so the idea of the Jews were already kind of worshiping God, but they didn't understand how Jesus fit into what God had given them back in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And most explicitly, Christ crucified. Mm-hmm. We preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block. So it's not even like, like obviously the gospel in general, but specifically a crucified Messiah is like no 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 that's not how God's doing this and then yeah. you know for the Greeks what like you follow a an executed criminal like that's stupid <laughs> so be, between 23 and 24 are we looking at four groups of people and how they see the crucified Christ you have unredeemed Jews unredeemed Gentiles and then you have called versions of both mm-hmm. seems like those two verses really play off each other mm-hmm. so probably more technically three groups well, yeah. I Called Christian. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of Paul's point. Like, yeah. you're mm-hmm. all called to this one, you're all unified in, like, Christ crucified. Mm-hmm. So knock it off. <laughs> Bond in Christ crucified. Does, um, does wisdom of God show up a whole lot more that we're aware of? Because we're talking about power of God, I'm just curious yep. the choice of wisdom of wisdom God. Wisdom of God. I don't know of any others. And I don't know if anybody can do a quick search on wisdom of God. I don't have as much hard data on, on the wisdom of God, but I don't think it does. It seems like power of God was such a significant statement to like pair up with God, too. It's like, oh, there must be something here. Mm-hmm. Is anybody searching that? Like, I guess if you're on your app or something, like a... A Bible app or something, if it shows up anywhere else. Yeah, good giant Bible. Mm-hmm. Brooke, are you searching it? I'm just looking at. I, there's nothing really in here about that. On power of God, what well, on like Johnny Max? Uh, yeah. Okay. He doesn't really get into that. Let me search in my. Yeah, do Google search, but. Yeah. My app's usually pretty good. Let me see if anything comes up on wisdom of God. I mean, I wonder if part of it, too, is just because in the passage, he's contrasting wisdom and foolishness a lot. Yes. Yep. And I, that's, I think that's really good to pull it through. So I've got one that's called... Okay, this is cool. So in Luke 11, there's Jesus is speaking, and he says, Therefore also the wisdom of God said, I will send them prophets and apostles, some of whom they will kill and persecute. And wisdom of God is all cap- not all capitalized, but wisdom is capitalized. So it's like personification. It's really cool. Have you ever seen that? Wisdom of God. So, and he's, this is Jesus 
talking to some lawyers. Like, you know, he's kind of debating. So Jesus is not the wisdom of God in that one? Ephesians 3.10. He's quoting, he's, de- he's saying that the wisdom of God said. There's no, there's no cross-reference to anything. So all we have is the Luke passage Leah mentioned? There's a I think so. And even that, because there's nothing in the Old Testament. Yeah. Ephesians 3.10 says, so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to those in authority. But I don't know if that's... But really nothing the, else, really that's the just the wisdom phrase. of God. Yeah. yeah. Like, so like nothing, you have like... Yeah, so you were like yeah. looking for blank wisdom of God, or is yeah. the wisdom of God? What was that verse in Ephesians? Three ten. So I don't, I don't think there is. I, I don't know of any. I think Christ might be the only th- thing that gets specifically called the wisdom of God. So maybe he's. Maybe it's more to what I think what Nicole is saying. So maybe he's talking more of like literal wisdom and just. I don't know what the fancy term would be, but in light of the context of the wisdom versus foolishness idea, maybe that's why he's mm-hmm. comparing Christ to that wisdom. Of yep. But this Luke 11 thing really throws a interesting wrinkle in it. You know, Ephesians 10 is really interesting, too. <laughs> Looking at that, it makes me think um, the wisdom of God is literally just referring to the gospel. And he's going to keep talking about wisdom all the way through chapter 2. So he's going to, yeah, he's going to unpack it. Ah, chapter 2 is going to be fun to talk. So there's more to talk about wisdom. So if we don't nail it down now, that's okay. Because there's more to come. And Paul's going to color it in even more. Yeah. And it's going to be fun. We'll start to even, hmm. we'll start talking about spiritual beings and how they relate to God's wisdom. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. So then, yeah, so why don't we pause on the wisdom conversation because we'll get it next week in chapter two uh, with even more color. So we'll, we'll pick, that, pick it back up when we get there. So let's wrap up with 26 to the end, try to cover this last paragraph. Before we go on to that, um, just a quick curiosity question. In our definition that Ruth brought up, a stumbling block has to lead to sin, right? Or can you have a, or in our definition, are we saying a stumbling block is just that a stumbling block that you don't have to say what did you say like in your definition we made it sound like stumbling block equals sin because it like it has to equal sin i'm just wondering if it doesn't have to equal sin any thoughts wow like the stump like stumbling block yeah like, like the stumbling block is a sin yeah, ex- exactly. Or, like, well, or, or are we sin. saying stumbling block leads to leads sin. to sin? Yeah. Well, it depends on whose party, because there's two. If it's a stumbling yeah. block, and we're talking about people, on whose end does the stumbling block begin and end? Okay, who's so? Gosh, that's gonna be confusing. Whose end is the stumbling block? Okay, so if you have yeah, if you have the stumbling block of. The Jews don't think Jesus 
is 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 God, okay? Mm-hmm. Is the stumbling block on Jesus or is the stumbling block on the Jews? I got you, got you. So whose who's, who's party is at fault? Is Jesus at fault because the Jews don't believe him? Or are the Jews at fault because they don't believe it's Jesus? So that means the stumbling block is one of their own making that they made for themselves. I see what you're getting at. I feel like based on yeah. our, the Romans context anyway, I feel like we were talking about neutral things, matters of conscience, mm-hmm. that therefore caused you know, someone to sin. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's the only connotation with stumbling block, but I feel like at least in the Romans discussion, that was. It's of, it's pretty clear in Romans. Yeah, uh, yeah. Probably to get a fuller, I don't know if I'm comfortable, like dropping the hammer on stumbling block always leads to sin. I would want to I would want to pull up every reference to a stumbling block in scripture and oh, yeah. see how scripture uses it. Yeah, I was just gonna say, is there other like places in scripture that can define it in? expand it a little bit more so I know there's some in Isaiah because I think it's a fair question like mm-hmm. do we carry the Romans application of stumbling block into 1 Corinthians or is this supposed case to be by something case. else or is that Romans 14 I mean I'll not argue but I'll submit that like this looks like you could just because that Garrett you mentioned you write by rejecting Christ you're literally sinning mm-hmm. so the Jews literally like rejected Christ that's yep. the stumbling block stumbling block equals sin so they're in rebellion and yeah, disbelief so and... It, it looks like it's carrying over yeah but and the language it, like Paul gets that language from somewhere and he gets it from the Old Testament it's just a matter of well now I want to go back and read Isaiah and Ezekiel and see how is Isaiah using this theme of a stumbling block and then try to go back and see okay what is Paul tuned into and that would just require yeah. more reading well, and also, what is the outcome or purpose of the stumbling block in and of itself? Like, what is it taking the person that's stumbling over from? I mean, it seems like if you're stumbling over something, it's it's not leaving you in a good situation. I would, mm-hmm. I would think. I, would, <laughs> I, find it, I find it hard to find. I never feel great honest. after I trip over something. <laughs> my, my Roman's like interpretation of it was not necessarily that it's directly leading to sin, but yeah, it's not good, and at a minimum, it causes you to go over it or find a way around, a harder way around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. yeah, 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 it's yeah, not a good thing. A, it's an yeah. obstacle that yep. can re- re- force you to like be redirected or. Yep. When we want people to make like easily come to Jesus. Ooh. So I'll throw a wrinkle in there. Um <laughs> what, could God chasten us with a stumbling block? See that's what I was thinking. Like uh, could a stumbling block in a is weird that a way stumbling could, block then? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Is that a stumbling block or is yeah. that is that a trial at that point? Yeah. Or a Ooh. season of life. Well <laughs> a stumbling block in Corinthians for, for a Jew or a Gentile might be a way for them to be called and saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it's forcing them to be like, oh wait, oh yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh yeah. wait, well why is it? And thinking through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I think it's a good point. Romans what, is coloring the conversation I, though. What chapter in Isaiah did you say stumbling blocks were mentioned? I don't know where it is, but I know Isaiah mentions it. I think Psalms does as well. So, but and like here isn't like more of his purpose for bringing up the stumbling block here 
is like he's saying how like a lot of people think that the gospel is foolishness mm-hmm. and so like mm-hmm. it's just like to the jews it's this kind of foolish yep like it's just kind of the idea that the gospel isn't like clear like whoa yeah. to a lot of people mm-hmm. but it's um and god's using these things that seem foolish um to bring about salvation yep yeah and, then, and I'm, i think it's good to bring back of like obviously and it's good to go to go down deep into the weeds, but then zooming out and remembering, like, the point is to promote unity and fight division within the church, and mm-hmm. a a kind of a foolish message is what we hold to, so that should humble us mm-hmm. and cultivate more of that. Okay, sure there's more we can talk through, but let's try to wrap up with 26 to the end. Any final thoughts on that? <laughs> What does it mean in 28 when it talks about God choosing what is low and despising the world, even things that are not? Whoa. And bring nothing. Things that are. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's saying things that don't exist or are not physically present. Because that seems all of these are opposites. Yeah. So if he's saying to bring to nothing, to non existent, things that are existent, it would be the opposite. Things that are not existent. I think. It's a weird phrase. You just say like, for example. But then we wouldn't be forced to meditate and think and do the yes. work to. Just one more verse. No easy yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other thoughts on twenty eight? I mean, maybe, like, is it just kind of trying to, like, bring out God's amazing, like, just how awesome he is that he can do things that, like, something that isn't there and all of a sudden make it like it is, or, you know, something that we think of, wow, this is such a staple thing and he can easily bring it to nothing? I think so. Oh, well, and 29 might, 29 might be the example or the point that Paul wants us to get to, mm-hmm. as Garrett was <laughs> asking about. So it seems like Paul cares more about how we respond rather than the specific understanding of it all. So is the whole point with 26 through 29 to make it clear to them, I mean there's probably more to it than that, but in all of that, is there ground to say like um Paul is trying to make it clear that there is absolutely no um aspect of human effort whatsoever human standing or anything at all in how they have kind of like back to that unified in Christ reality how we're all the same on an equal plane mm-hmm. I feel like he's kind of unpacking that in these verses mm-hmm. And I think this also helps us go back and reread chapter one with a boasting mm-hmm. filter on. So I think now going back to what what do they what does it mean by I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos, whatever, mm-hmm. it clearly had some boastful aspects of like 
I'm going to boast about how great Apollos is, and I'm going to boast about how great Peter is. Mm-hmm. And Paul tries to show us, yeah, as you said, like, like, why are you boasting in Peter? Like, God has orchestrated this whole thing so that nobody would boast in his presence. Um, so this Bible references to, um, to go back to the, the weird way of saying, bring to nothing things that are, and I, I, maybe I wasn't listening, maybe someone said something, but this Bible references, um, Job 34, 19, and it's talking about, um, uh, who shows no partiality to princes, nor regards to the rich more than the poor, for they are... All the work of the, or they are all the work of his hands. Um, and that's posed as a question, but that's from the verse previous. Um, anyways, so I guess what I, to answer your question, or someone's question about that, um, it sounds like it's saying to bring to nothing, so to bring from something high to nothing. So it's probably talking about people in power, princes, kings, governments, so they're in power. It's just a weird way of saying, bring those in power down to nothing. The and rich to lowly. Yeah. That correlates with the boasting. People yeah. are puffing themselves up so high and saying, nope, you're all the way down here, and God's up there. Yeah, and I then think that does work out really well. The next one, the next verse refers to Ephesians 2.9, oops, um, yep. which is for, so that no man can boast. Not of works, lest yeah. any man should boast. Yep. yep. So I think I think that's what it's saying. That fits really well. I think that yeah. does. Yep, that does really help. And then like, and now looking at that, my translation translated as uh, despising the world. What is viewed as nothing to bring to nothing what is viewed as something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they bring out. So they try to bring out that like what we view as like whoa, look at this big mm-hmm. thing. God's like I can I can eliminate that. Like celebrities. No. I think anything that we look at and we're like, wow, that's really something. And God's like, I could, I could squash that if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, and the boasting, I, I think, I think Lee brought that out. Oh, Reading yeah. it all through the boasting. Yeah. Like God is determined to make it so that there's zero chance for anybody to boast in His presence. Was it kind of the end of Romans eleven? Remember, like from him to him through him for him, be the glory and dominion forever for what he's done. Okay, what else in twenty six through thirty one? Any other final thoughts? Maybe anything on like thirty to thirty one. Mm-hmm. I like how he pulls out wisdom of God again. Mm-hmm. Jesus became to us wisdom of God. It's kind of like the refocusing on Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, emphasizing like all these things that Christ has become, and kind of turning. I feel like this is a little more like uplifting application for them. Yeah. He's kind of torn them down quite a bit and said, "Hey, you shouldn't be boasting in this." And then he built them up, and he's like, "Okay, here's all the things you shouldn't do. Now here's what you should do. Because you should boast in God. Like, mm-hmm. like here's an action for you to take, kind of re- to replace that boasting yep. that you were doing. You can still boast, mm-hmm. just change the focus of your boasting." Mm-hmm. Which is such, pra- I mean, like, what else, how else should we help other, like, help people address the problem, bring the gospel into it, deal with the sin issue, and then 
bring about an application from it. Like, this is what Paul does. Like, you're divided. Knock it off. The gospel unifies you and humbles you. So, like, realize that. And then now you're in Christ. So boast in Jesus. I mean, like, there you go. Sin, problem, gospel. I mean, like, well, that, like that's counseling. Like, that's, like, we, we look at what Paul does. He takes the gospel and addresses the issue with the gospel. He gives application from the gospel. It's... That's awesome. I'm glad, I'm really glad you brought that out. I, I didn't quite pick up on that right away. And I love, too, like, with that, like, he brings it back to, like, Christ, like, through Christ, you have righteousness. Yes. You're sanctified. You're redeemed. And, like, I don't know, I think back to the whole boasting thing. Like, I feel like sometimes it's really easy when we get caught up in being like, oh, I go to this church that does this, this, and this. Or mm-hmm. I, like, follow this person that does this, this, and this. And then it's like, you're, like, taking you're standing and associating it well with all of these, like, other side issues mm-hmm. instead of saying, hold on, no, like, I belong to Christ and he is my righteousness and he's sanctified and he's redeemed me and it's not, like, this side issue or this or this or this, but this is ultimately the identity of who I am and where my confidence is yeah. in and that's something that you can share with people no matter, we've talked mm-hmm. about yeah. three tiers, no matter, like, what, <laughs> tier, yes. yeah. yep. no matter what tier differences you have, it's yes. like, no, like, totally. our, we're sanctified, we're redeemed, we're righteous through Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good, Nicole. Anything else? Final thoughts, 26 to 31? I kind of like throughout the whole thing, there's this contrast between worldly wisdom yeah. and the gospel. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like in 26, for consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. And God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. And I think, in my mind, that's kind of referring to Jesus, like mm-hmm. son of a carpenter yep. who's a nobody. But. Mm-hmm. And like most of us, I mean, like obviously God, you know, he brings up emperors and rulers that are like really up there, but. Most of us are just kind of Joe Schmoes, <laughs> like doing life, and yet, I mean, you you read some stories of like missionaries and people who did like really awesome things for God, and it's it's like there was nothing innately like they weren't necessarily the cream of the crop per se, and yet God like but God still uses that, and so all the glory, all the boasting, goes to Him. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you brought that out, Ethan. I think it's like, I don't know, like good for us to just like examine our own view of how we look at things or, or what we esteem. Because like it can mm-hmm. be really easy for us to get on that flip side and be like, oh yeah, like, you know, being smart is like the most important thing or being strong is the most important thing um, when it's not really. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like what are the things that we boast about of, you know, I got all my workouts in or I got all my classwork in or I got a job promotion and like obviously we'd be, we're, we're thankful for those things and we praise God for those but like what's at the core of what we really boast about and let the one who boasts boast in the Lord alright any final thoughts otherwise 808 not too bad we'll wrap it up there okay two weeks for one chapter not too bad not too bad and then uh, we'll talk some more about wisdom next week. So the wisdom conversation will, uh, will continue. And then chapter three, we'll start another issue. <laughs> so, so one more week with this issue, but there's plenty more to come. 
All right, guys. Let's move into some takeaways from the last half of First Corinthians chapter one. One Corinthians one. You know how like most other places around the world they say like I I, I remember when I think it was when Trump was mm-hmm. still running, candidating right? running and he said what did he say two Corinthians yes he said yeah. two Corinthians and everybody like just totally mocked him for that uh, like. Not saying anything about, like, whatever, President Trump, but it, uh, most countries in the world say that. So it was kind of funny. Everyone was like, oh, that's so dumb and stupid. And it's like, oh, most countries around the world, except America, <laughs> say it like that. Everything, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Like, when I was in South Africa for, for a month, like, that's how they all say it in South Africa. Is one Corinthians, two Corinthians, one Timothy, two Timothy, and... Do they have, like, first and second in their language? I mean, they do, but it's just, it's a British thing, too. Like, if you listen to, like, British pastors or something, or Scottish pastors, you know, like, you listen to Alistair Begg or whatever, and he's like, in one Corinthians, Paul says this, and it's just, oh, it's so good. But anyways, total sidetrack, but let's get back on track and share some takeaways. So, patio furniture there. Patio. A little bit. Uh, let's reverse the order. Nicole, we'll start with you. We'll go around okay. this way. So. Um. I think probably my biggest takeaway was um, is just like this idea of like centering everything back on Christ and the gospel. And um, I think it was just really good after all the discussions that we had last week um, and thinking about how it applies to our life today to just kind of examine in my own life, like, okay, like, what am I keeping the center of what I'm doing and what I feel like is important in my interactions Mm -hmm. with other people um, and how Christ and him crucified that should be the center. Yeah, yeah, totally. Leah, for you. I really liked um, drawing out that Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Yeah. I thought that was really cool just to kind of to see like making Christ that center but also um, kind of just through the whole chapter kind of how Ethan said there's like all this huge contrast mm-hmm. between like the wisdom of God and the wisdom of man and just like Christ is literally the center for so much. Mm-hmm. Like literally yeah. everywhere you turn in this chapter it's like oh yeah back to Christ back to Christ, you know, with boasting, with wisdom, with, you know, oh, who are you holding up? You know, are you holding up worldly things? Are you holding up, oh, I'm boasting because of this? Like, no, the only thing you should hold is Christ. So mm-hmm. that was really cool just to see um, Christ personified that way and just how often, like, Paul refers back to Christ. He's constantly seeking to put Christ back in the center. Yeah. And even, like, in his grammatical structure. Leah's like jazzed up. I was lying so much. Conjunction. Be like lying awake. It's like one o'clock in the morning. My kids will walk into class. Yeah, it's all shaped in a cross. <laughs> yes. like, Which is like a double meaning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. This is not a quiz. Jimin, what you got? <laughs> um, this made last week so much better. It made it pop so much more. 
Like, it's like you have to keep really reading good. the Bible to <laughs> make sense of the Bible. <laughs> you know, one and done. But in, in a way, though, a by splitting it, it made it, you know, you just let it the pay- longer. The payoff is a little bit bigger. No, Jesus, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think it's just like another way of looking at the beauty of the gospel. Um, and it's just so cool, like Paul's, like how do you take disunified people that not only are disunified, but very puffed up and Mm-hmm. Um, thinking very highly of themselves. How do you bring them all down to the same level while reminding them who they are in God's eyes apart from Christ? And mm-hmm. I kept thinking of like an exchange and imagining like a big table and um, God bringing like unity in Christ and redemption and sanctification and eternity and just all those things to the table. And what do everyone else bring? Nothing like except garbage and sin and like worthless things that don't mean anything. And just that exchange of our debt of sin for for what God gives us through Christ um, like it just it just kind of re uh, recertifies or re-emphasizes mm-hmm. um, that you know you just think of like, even the state of things today like mm-hmm. you don't need this program you know you could go off on the big long thing but it's not going to be any man-made brilliant solution to fix everything it's like you just got to start with the gospel at the heart, and, mm-hmm. and once that is transformed, like everything else follows mm-hmm. suit. So it's yep. a really cool way of looking at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Well put. Scott? I was thinking about 25. We didn't talk about it much, but um, <clears throat> I, I feel like everybody can admit, you know, they've, they've like dived to that sinful nature of like feeling as if God had been foolish or like weak in moments of their life you know mm-hmm. and it's it's just like crazy reading this the foolishness if that even is a thing of yeah. god is still wiser than men and the weakness of god is stronger than men mm-hmm. and it just goes it it just kind of paints that you know or solidifies that thought of like mm-hmm. we can't even like fathom god and how, how above yeah. us he is because even even our even man's best um <clears throat> isn't greater than God's worst if that even exists exactly know? yeah and it's, and it's yeah. just like a concept you can't even really put put together because yeah. that's I mean it, it's God and you know yeah, exactly. he's above all that anyway so yeah I thought that was really cool yeah it was really good how did you phrase even man's best is not as good as God's worst is that is that how you phrase it yeah whatever it was that was really good I like that yeah nice <clears throat> Brooke mm, okay everyone's takeaways are really good um, but I, I guess I'd, I'll have to read the first part and kind of maybe that'll help me kind of get this like big thing that y'all are well, listen to the recording. The first part. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe that'll help me, but just remembering that like, I like just, it's just very restful for me and peaceful. I don't have to rely on my own wisdom and like God tells me, yeah. that he's just telling me not to rely on my own wisdom for mm-hmm. anything. And so just resting in that fact and just knowing that nothing I do or no, no my, not my strength, not my ability, nothing, um, no, it has no effect. So just mm-hmm. resting in God's wisdom and focusing on yeah. that when, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that's just kind of my big takeaway. Yeah. Everyone else's were about the same, but. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Jen. I really appreciate the discussion. My brain's been like, just like in this impenetrable fog all day. So um, I think the... Just realizing how Christ, like, like just kind of having an opportunity to reiterate how Christ is 
so imperative to the gospel and like is the essence of that good news mm-hmm. um, and it's not a bunch of other little things that we want to put in front of it um, mm-hmm. and then yeah, just how that good. is the answer for all like everything that Paul's going to address in this book and everything mm-hmm. we're going to face so. yep yeah sweet Casey uh, I'm going to hone in on the wisdom of God um, you know I read that a couple times and just pondering through that and you know you've we've seen the power of God, but really focusing on the wisdom of God, my brain just zoomed out like macro scale here, and just the wisdom of God that he had Christ picked out even before we even were created to solve this issue of sin, and highlighting that tonight, because it just jumped out and smacked me, um, it was was really impactful, so that's probably my takeaway. Yeah, sweet. Awesome. Ethan? I really liked kind of the connection back to last week whereas like they were starting to boast like kind of go back to the wisdom of the world like mm-hmm. I follow yeah. Paul or I follow Paulos and then he's just reminding them like that's not how this works like that's not <laughs> what matters guys yep. <laughs> so, like, yeah that's yeah, good kind of just recentering them mm-hmm. yeah super needful that's good for me I I really liked what Nicole brought out at the ends kind of bringing that like that climax and that way to end of like, here's this reality check, but also another reality check. Like, you're in Christ, and so why yeah. go anywhere else to look for that? So just kind of, like, that, that hit me tonight of, okay, like, obviously I know that Christ is these things and that I am that because I'm in him, but just kind of hit in a different way tonight of, like, okay, like, like I, don't, I, can, I can rest and boast in Christ. And I kind of, like Brooke said, that, that freeing aspect and that kind of motivating of, like, all right, like, I can wake up tomorrow and... Like live in Christ and and live out sanctification, live out redemption, live out wisdom, because I have it in Christ. So I was encouraged by that, and that was a good kind of that payoff at the end of it was really helpful. Hmm. Ruth. Um. I'm reading verse twenty one again. Uh, for since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom. It pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. Um, I don't know. That kind of jumped out at me at the last second. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess it's just like it's always Christ. And it's always mm-hmm. humility. And mm, and good. that's a yeah. really it's a really tough thing to I mean, we're just constantly every single day, almost every single moment of the day mm-hmm. battling that. And um mm-hmm. and I think that I don't know, that just stood out to me. And it's not discouraging. And I wouldn't find it super encouraging, but it's it's food for thought. Mm-hmm. Sweet. And bugs. Mm. So something kind of hit me hit me at the end, and I've been trying to think about how to word it exactly. So I had more of a more of a real a real life application where I was thinking about okay boasting. If you are to have something to boast in, boast in 
boast in Jesus. So it's kind of thing. I'm like, okay, where has that happened in my life recently? And I'll bring it up again. Um, in in me doing my whole plan to propose and all of that. In that, it could have been this thing of, oh, I made this plan. I set all this stuff up. I did this. I did that. But really, what it came down to was this moment of it really wasn't the plan working really wasn't up to me. Mm-hmm. It was really up to God really for, for 30 minutes of rain ceasing. I'm not joking. 30 minutes of rain ceasing as, as my thing to boast in, not in myself, but in, in that mm-hmm. and kind of the miracle, if you could call it that of that, that I was kind of like, Oh, that's, that's something that I did not think of in that moment as something that it was more boasting in myself. Like I set all this stuff up and then it just did not work. Mm-hmm. And then have that 30 minutes where I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, that is something to boast, to boast in. Yep. Yeah. And the more we have our eyes open to see what God is up to around us, uh, the wider and deeper we'll get to see and boast in God. Which is exactly what we did tonight. Exploring you, exploring wide in this passage. And we will do it again next week in First Corinthians chapter 2. Or 1 Corinthians chapter 2, as they say in other parts of the world. I'll close the prayer. Father, thank you so much for tonight. We do thank you for uh, just the, the preaching of Christ crucified. Uh, God, thank you for the reminder, as, as uh, many pointed out, that God, it humbles us. And it reminds us that we uh, are nothing without you. Uh, for you have saved us when we could not save ourselves. God, would you unify us, whether uh, it be even this group here, uh, all of us being at, at, at Bay City, God, would you unify Bay City to be uh, a place that is, is bonded not by a political party or a candidate or hobbies, but that we would be bonded in preaching Christ and him crucified. So God, help us to continue to be humble in that, to be unified in that. We thank you for the gospel. Thank you for saving us. May you continue to shape us as we read through 1 Corinthians. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.